Crow Show on Triple M with Sauce. Sauce, a left foot snap, and he gets his second goal. And Tomo. I've never played the game, okay, so you can clip me to buggers. Ah, good morning to you, South Australia. Happy Sunday morning. Hopefully you're going all right. This is the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. It's also on the listener app as well, L-I-S-T-N-R. Hello to you, Sauce. Are you going all right, mate? I'm going very well on this beautiful Sunday morning, Tomo. Oh, how good. We've got a hell of a show for you today. We're going to catch up with uh, the old left footer, Chris Knights, very yes, soon. Yes, uh, a very, very popular teammate. He was a funny man, Chris Knight, so yeah. it'll be good to, to delve into his career a little bit more. Ah, beautiful. And you go one-on-one with Taylor Walker as well which yes, is uh, yes. it's going to be very interesting. He reckons he's a Crows man. Let's see how much he knows. Ah, uh, for sure. And there's a Ballarat flashback as well. Obviously, we're playing the Western Bulldogs this weekend, Saucy. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to delve back because, oh, God, it can get bitterly cold down there. <laughs> yeah, different conditions to what we've had in Adelaide here recently, uh, for sure. Absolutely. We've got a massive show for you, Adelaide, for the next hour. It's the Crows Radio Show with Saucy and Tomo on Triple M. Now, Saucy, you went one-on-one with the great Taylor Texan Walker this week. How did that go down? Went very well, mate. We delved a little bit deeper. He's obviously a massive Crows man, so it's good yep. to get a little bit of an insight and see how much he actually knows about the club. Ah, beautiful. Here's how that went down. I'm here with the club's leading goal kicker, club legend, Taylor Walker. How are you, Texan? Very well, Sauce. How are you going, mate? You over that spicy cough yet? <laughs> I am now, mate. You did a bloody very good job there, didn't you? Did you got back in the next week? Or? Yeah, straight back in. Tomo and I did speak. You might have to go back through the Magoos. Well, you were a little bit busy, so that was a, that was a good thing. So ah, Now, enough. we know, obviously, you grew up in Broken Hill, mate. You're a, you're a big Crow supporter growing up. You were a James Hurd fan as well, weren't you? I was but, a massive Hurd fan. And yeah. I know you're a Still Tony, am. And I know you're a Tony Modra man. Yeah, love my mods. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So we're going to have a bit Still of fun. Still blush when he rings me. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're going to have a bit of fun. Now, we know you're a, a Crows tragic, as you just mentioned, growing yes. up. So I'm going to throw a few random questions at you. Right Just to test how your Crows knowledge is. All right. Well, throw them at me, Sauce. All right. we go. Here we go. We'll give you a few ciders early on. And then, so you got 10, mate. So we'll see how you go. First one is, who was the inaugural captain of the Crows? McDermott. Chris McDermott. Very good. That's one. What year did Tony Modra win the Coleman medal? Uh, mm, he did his knee in 97. Was yep. it the year after? I think he won it in 98, didn't he? What are you going to lock in? 98. 97. 97. He, Very good, right. though. Very good, though, yeah, when he did his knee in the prelim. But uh, I got confused. I get confused. I thought it might be 93 when he kicked 100. But no, I knew it was around the premiership years. 97. Here, what? Name all of the players to wear number 13 for the club. Well, that'd be... Myself, Ben Hudson, Shane Allen. Um, oh, now you're going to test me after that. Yep, this is the first one to wear it. Can I have a hint? Yep. He's from Central District. Oh, not um, Cook, was it? No. His, his last name's got three letters. Not Ryan No. No, that's Scott Lee. Scott Lee, no. Scott I Lee. Got, I wouldn't have got that. That's all right, I won't give you that one. Uh, now, one of your best mates um, played for the Crows and Melbourne. How many games did BK Vince play for the Crows? Well, I know he played a hundred, over 100. Yep. I reckon it would have been oh, about 117, I reckon. 129. 129. 129. 129 now, you're a, a past cap- captain of the club, mm. um, very treasured captain. Can you name the other seven captains of the club? Goodwin, Rashido, Sloan, uh, McDermott, Bickley... How many is that? Five? Yep. Um, Van Berlo. Yep. And who, there would have been signing between McDermott yep. and um, 
Uh, You're on the money. You, you got Yarman or Shorten? No, nah. He's a Mick as well. Oh, Mick um, Westies, Westies fella. Uh, Mick. Um, no, <laughs> Tony McGuinness. You were thinking Mark Tony McGuinness. Sorry, McGinnis. I was thinking of Mark McGuinness. <laughs> Mark. Um, You're very close though, mate. You're very yeah. good. This is off the cuff. What game number was the 1997 Premiership for Simon Goodwin? This is a left field. I didn't expect. No, nah, he didn't play many. Yeah, I think it might have been single digits. I reckon maybe. Seven? Very good. Very good. Ten. Ten. Ten, but it was very early on for him. Yeah. How many goals did the big Texan kick in the semi-final versus Fremantle at Football Park? Five. Five. Five of the best. Five of How the best. How many did you kick next week? Who did we play? Hawthorne. I think I kicked four. Kick four. Yeah. yeah, it was very good. You were in a hot spot, yeah. Um, now, one of your teammates, I know you always know your teammates really well, spell mm. Harry, spell Schoenberg. S-C-H-O-E-N-B-E-R-G. Very good, Tex. I'm very good at spelling, <laughs> so I might not be able to pronounce some of the words, but I know how to spell. Uh, next one. What years did we win our two pre-season premierships? Now, I expect you to get one of them. Well, I played in one of them. That was Sando's yep. first year. So what was that, 2012? 2012, yeah. That was when Burn took he put his pants around because they were the Stansbury pub. Infamous one. The uh, first one was that Eddie had or whatever, well, probably Colonial or something back then. Uh, Where was it under? Telstra? Yeah, they beat, uh, they beat Colonial. 2004? Ooh, 2003. Three. 2003, very close. And then last one, mate. Name the club's 300-game players. We've got four. Yep. Edwards, McLeod, Hart, Rashudo. Very good, mate. Very good. I'll give you. I'll give you eight out of ten for that. I'll not, give you eight out of ten. Not bad, is it? Not too bad. I know a little bit about the Crows' uh, heritage and history, so you're a student of the club. I'll take eight out of ten, Saucy. <laughs> Thank you very much, Texan. No worries. Now, next weekend, Saucy, we venture down to Ballarat as a club because we uh, need to take on the Western Bulldogs. That's sort of... Well, they play a few games down there. They've got a nice little yep. affiliation with Ballarat. Yeah, they do. They've got their uh, their deal where they play, I think it's maybe two or three games every season. So um, I guess for Crows, it's, a, it's an easy one for us because it's accessible for our fans to drive over and get there. And yeah. also, we've got a good following in Victoria. Absolutely. And a big following in Ballarat. It's sort of like a halfway point. I remember when I ventured over to go watch yep. the Crows at the MCG, you always stop in at Ballarat. Right, and a lot of people catch some public transport into the ground. Yeah, they do. And uh, home of the Crouch Boys. Obviously, Brad's moved on, but we still got Matt at the club. So yeah. um, it's always special when you get back to a, a player's hometown. But uh, it always comes with a bit of a caveat, yeah. uh, Ballarat. Oh, my God. Seriously, it's uh, to me, it's the very own... Uh, Ballarat is like Sterling. Okay? <laughs> very much Ball- so. Ballarat is like Sterling and Crafer's Bridgewater, yeah. sort of midwinter yeah. style. Which is a beautiful spot to live. A great spot to live in summer. But it gets very, <laughs> <laughs> but it gets very cold. And yeah. uh, As you know, we've had some beautiful weather here in, uh, in Adelaide. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very cold there in Ballarat. Yep, for sure. So I want to take you back to a game between Brisbane and Geelong in the 90s, okay, Saucy, where it yep. was absolutely raining sideways. <laughs> was. There was hail. Hailing. Involved, it was everything. Have a listen to this. The hailstones continue to come down. There's a mark taken by Pios. Well, the visibility is so bad, he had to put his hand up. Well, what hurt? It's there to oh. judge that and take a good safe chest mark. And what has he done? I think he's kicked it. He has. Oh, my God. There's too many times where that has happened down at Ballarat as well. So, yep. fingers crossed we can get some good weather. But I tell you what, this is the thing with AFL football. It is a winter sport, Saucy, and you would apply it in all types of climate. Yeah, that's right. And that's one example of, I guess, back in the 90s when, when the weather had more of an impact because these old um, these old uh, regional grounds yes. or um, suburban grounds yes. um, would just bucket down and they'd just clog up. So. 
I remember I played in Ballarat once and it was hailing and we played, it was in the VFL mm-hmm. and um, it was that bad that Ballarat didn't even come out for the warm-up. Oh, no. They just stayed inside. Oh, anyway, so yeah, mentally mentally we uh, we said, righto, we've, uh, we've got the edge because they didn't come out. Got so on top of them. We won that one and then um, I played my last game in Ballarat for the Crows and yes. I'll tell you what, Tomo, yeah. if, if it wasn't in the minuses, oh, no. it was the coldest coldest day we played bad the Bulldogs touched us up as they were they were streaming to finals yes. um, and it was just one of those days which I'm sure every every supporter can Mate. relate to whether you're going to watch a game of footy For or sure. you played a game of footy it's yeah. just uh, the coldest weather and that's what we love about footy well that famous moment I think it was a couple of years ago where the Hawks played the GWS Giants snowing. down in Canberra yep. snowing yep. Alistair Clarkson <laughs> Shirt off, <laughs> shorts on. What the hell? Could Send not a message. It. Unbelievable. Uh, so fingers crossed we can get some decent weather down in Ballarat this weekend. It's the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. Real treat right now, Saucy. We're speaking with Phil Harper, the AFLW football manager. Very, very fresh off number three, the third flag for the girls, and he joins us right now. G'day, Harps. How are you, mate? I'm, I'm good, lads. Uh, good to speak to you. When you say very fresh, probably not as fresh as I'd like. <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, at least uh, there's something to celebrate, and uh, we certainly did that in style on Saturday night. Ah, good stuff, mate. Too good over the Melbourne Football Club that uh, jumped over the border here in front of about 16,000, 17,000 people at Adelaide Oval, mate. You must be absolutely thrilled. Oh, yeah, look, it's great. We're all dressed uh, by the girls. Yeah, they've trained really hard since the 1st of September. Um, yeah, there was a bit of a steely resolve in them after getting beaten on, on the big stage last year. So uh, when you see a team work so hard and then get the reward, it's uh, certainly a, a fun day and it was an even more fun night. Harps, how proud are you um, of, of, I guess, the team? You've had a, a, you know, you can call it dominance for six years, but at the start it was, you know, Chelsea Randall, Aaron Phillips. And now I look at the team and now it's, it's Anne Hatchard and Ed Marinoff's team. How proud are you as a club of, I guess, the transition to be able to develop these girls and, you know, almost hand the reins over to, you know, by no means they're finished, but, you know, these other other girls like Hatch and Eb are really taken off? Uh, I, I'm very proud. I mean, the uh, I, I remember the first year, and to be honest, whilst we won the Premiership, if we didn't have Chelsea and Aaron, we probably wouldn't have won the Premiership. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we got to a game here this year where we played Fremantle in about round eight. Uh, we didn't have Chelsea or Aaron, uh, and we've never won a game ever without at least one of them in the team. We hadn't played that many, to be honest, mm. without one of them in the team. Yeah. Uh, but we were able to beat the top team at that stage, Fremantle, uh, on their home ground with no Chelsea and no Aaron, which was it was a great feat because I, you know, I remember in that first year, I thought without those two, yeah, we're we're going to be in all sorts of bother. So the fact that we've been able to manage our list that way, bring on some young players and and ones like Anne and Sarah Allen and Ebony Marinoff, who are 18-year-olds in the first year, they're now 23, 24-year-olds, and they're dominant players in the competition. So, yeah, I think there's there's a bit of both. There's a bit about managing your list and there's a bit about a development program that gets the best out of the players that are are on our list. So, no, very, very proud about that. I... The other one I go back to is when we first got the team together and we got Chelsea Randall turned up and I thought, wow, she's pretty good. And then I knew Aaron was good. Mm. <laughs> I thought, oh, we're going to be all right in this. So I was speaking to a guy from the AFL and said, look, I've watched our girls train for about a month. I reckon we'll be all right. Yeah. 
And he said, no, 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 you're, you're going to be the worst team in it. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. I said, oh, he said, sorry, no, sorry, you're going to be the second worst team in it. You're you kidding. I'm sorry. Oh, good, okay. Well, who who's going to be the worst team? And he said, GWS. Oh, wow. I said, okay, could we play them in the first game? <laughs> if we can get some people to come along and then they'll come along for the second game. Oh, brilliant. So we did, he, he, he was good to his word. We played GWS in the first game and we won that. Uh, but then we won a few more and ended up winning the premiership, which was pretty cool. That's really uh, interesting. Yeah, I think you've uh, you've proved him wrong, mate. Three and five years is a dynasty. There's no yes, doubt about it. And obviously, it's about to get harder with four teams being introduced into the AFLW competition. How do we feel about that? Uh, well, look, I, I I think there's... See, when we first started our team, uh, there wasn't enough talent in South Australia. In fact, there was only 16 all-girls teams in the whole of South Australia. Now there's... 338 so uh, wow. there wasn't enough talent here so we had to join forces with the Northern Territory yep. get some players from the Northern Territory to be able to form a competitive team uh, now as I said there's 338 teams there's enough talent here to, to uh, provide for two teams which I think is great I also think Having an AFLW team has been one of the best things that's happened to the Adelaide Footy Club, and I feel sorry for I'll never I'll never feel sorry for Port, but, <laughs> but for the teams that don't have an AFLW team, I think it's really important to keep be able to complete your club. Uh, so I, I think it's great that all 18 teams are going to have an AFLW team. And just quickly, Hearts, before we finish up, mate, uh, we're going to have another showdown. We're going to have a female showdown now. Um, well, as you mentioned, it is. We do have a responsibility to, to make sure Porter are going well too, to, to keep the footy thriving in our state, but there'll be nothing better than beating Porter in the showdown, I imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we watched that with the boys a, a week or so ago yep. uh, to beat Port in a kick after the final siren. That's nearly, nearly it doesn't get to a grand final win, but it's right up there. Uh, and I remember my old friend Robert Gerard used to say, I don't care if we lose every game for the year, but you've got to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that a few times, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, it is a great rival. I think it's the, pretty well the greatest rivalry in AFL footy. No doubt. Uh, and, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, and I think what is the, the ledger in the men's is 26 to 25. So the good thing is, and there's, there's games like, you know, we won on the weekend in the men's that we were never going to win. And there's games like when they beat us with the Angus Montreux goal that they were never going to win. Uh, there's always a twist and turn in those games. I'm sure it's going to be the same in the AFLW. Ah, I like it, Harps. Thanks so much for joining us on the Crows Radio Show, mate. And um, you may as well go again, I reckon. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting too old for this, but uh, I'll have one more crack on Thursday night. Uh, hey, you're a good man. No worries. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, see you, guys. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Harps. 104.7 Triple M, the Crows radio show with Sauce and Tomo. We catch up with a prolific left footer from the past, Chris Knights, very, very shortly. Right now, Saucy, we're talking to uh, a prolific left footer from back in the day that uh, absolutely dominated in the in the tricolours for the Adelaide Crows. 102 games to his name, 96 of those uh, for the Adelaide Football Club. 68 goals he banged home as well. Of course, I talk about Chris Knights. Knighter, you got us. Hey, gents. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, now, Nida, um, we're obviously revisiting the Crows' history. Uh, what are your memories from, from the Crows? Obviously, when I got there, you were 
you're an established player. And the thing I remember the most is, I guess, you, Ivan, Bernie, all those sort of types of lads used to get up to a bit of mischief. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a fantastic club. Um, some of my fondest memories were with the Crows, um, the boys. I was lucky enough to play in an era with uh, so many champions, the likes yeah. of Cloud, Judo, Goodwin, Edwards, um, the list goes on. Um, so... I was lucky enough to play in um, many final series, um, be part of uh, lots of good wins. And, um, yeah, we've just got a lot of fond memories about some of the good times. And, you know, I spent eight really good years with it. Uh, who was the biggest influence on your career, mate? Like you said, eight big years at the at the club and you played with some champions. Uh, well, you know, there's obviously a lot of good players that impact your career. But Neil Craig, as, as a coach, he was a hard taskmaster, a lot about discipline um, and the right way to go about training hard to get the best results. Other guys like Alan Stewart that played a big role in my yeah. development behind the scenes. Yep. He was um, he was really instrumental working with me when I was at Sandfall and and showed a fair bit of doing um, as an AFL footballer. So I think those two those two guys specifically and and I also worked really closely in it and still a dear friend of mine, Charlie Walsh. Yep. Um, and he he taught me how to train bloody hard. I know that. He was our fitness slash cycling coach, and um, but he was just brilliant in, in, in showing me how to work it and what I could do. Now, unfortunately, Nida, you, you did battle some injuries through your career, but I want to take take you back to 2009, which was, was clearly the standout year. 20 games, 43 goals that year. And looking back at your numbers, there was, you know, you probably kicked three or four goals most weeks. Um, that was obviously a, a pretty enjoyable year, and obviously we were able to play finals towards the back end too. It was, yeah, it was, it was bloody good. I mean, I, I remember training really hard during the preseason. Um, got into the midfield round one and two. Um, my form probably wasn't that great, but against St Kilda, I fractured my eye socket and thought that mm. it's going to be another one of those injury-prone yeah. years that I'd have. But Nobs said, "Mate, you move really well. <clears throat> I'd love um, for you to have a crack at yeah, playing in a in a high half forward role." And I thought anything that I could do to to be a part of this team. And um, I jumped into the role, and it just really suited the style of, of which I played. And I think it might have been against the Bulldogs. I, I had maybe 20-odd touches and kicked three goals, and mm. I thought, this is, this is great. And for me, that whole year, I mean, you look back on it and people talk about the statistics, but for me, it was just about making sure that I did my role, and I really f- focused on working hard, providing a fair bit of spread to allow the, yep. the, the midfielders to, to run into the space that you create. And... I was just lucky enough that the midfielders are bloody good and they used to get me on the end of it. So um, it was it was really enjoyable. It was a shame that we uh, we couldn't go on with it. We played uh, Collingwood, which often gets mm. played on Foxtel. Um, yep. when, um, Jack Anthony. No, yeah, don't. Yeah, Jack Anthony dobs this bloody this, this goal um, pretty much after the siren and it, and it didn't deviate. So, um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. And then I think we had a few years where similar... Uh, scenarios play out. There was another year against Hawthorne where um, Buddy wheels around and kicks his goal pretty much after the siren as well, which which was a bit frustrating. But you know, sometimes you win them, sometimes you lose them. Yeah, absolutely. And what are we uh, doing with yourself now, Nida? What are you up to? Uh, these days, I, I'm keeping out of trouble. I, I started a business when I was in um, when I was in in Adelaide, actually, with my brother and another guy, and. Uh, I, my philosophy that whole time was trying to surround myself with the best possible talent that I could. And uh, and that was because I was playing full, footy full-time. And we've kicked that business, um, kept it going for the last 11 years, and it, it's, it's really flourished. So we're a full-service digital marketing agency with offices in Adelaide, Melbourne, New Zealand, and, and one overseas. So 
that keeps me out of trouble. And there's about 125 crew now in the business. Oh, you, better, you better give it a plug, Nada. Yeah. Yeah. So the company's called Zib Digital. Yeah. Z-I-B Digital. Um, .com.au, um, we're a full-service digital agency. We just work with businesses, small, medium and large, and, and we just help them grow through digital marketing solutions. I like it. We do know about a former teammate, Brad Moran. Maybe you're on your way there as well, Nida. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on. Have a chat, mate. Um, really appreciate it. And, you know, you played some very good footy for the, for the Crows, and I, I know fans got a lot of enjoyment watching you play. So thank you. No worries, gents. And hopefully I'll be over in Adelaide soon. We can catch up for a bit. Love right. to have you. Sounds good, Nida. Thank you very much. See you, James. Bye-bye. 104.7 Triple M, the Crows radio show with Sauce and Tubbo. Saucy, about that time, we've got to wrap up the show for another week, mate. You've been superb once again. <laughs> it's been another big show, Tomo, but uh, nice, to, nice to get one under the belt. Yep, for sure. So if you missed any of the show as well, you can get it on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. There's a nice helping of the Crows radio show there as well. And today as well, 3 o'clock, the Crows TV show should be airing as well. That's right, that's right. So uh, plenty of Crows on the move, so um, obviously, and then a big game this week against the Bulldogs. Yep, absolutely massive. We will see you next Sunday morning from 9am. And remember, you can get in touch with us at the Crows socials as well. There's Facebook, there's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you pipe, make sure you hit us up. We'll see you next week from 9 o'clock. See you, bye.